Yo, what's up, guys? Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of GCC Talk, the monthly podcast from Grace Community Church here in Crossville, Tennessee. And we are excited to dive into the Word of God with you again, looking at 1 John. And so, as always, I have uh, my, my lovely co-host here with me. I have my amazing wife, Jessica. Hello. And our awesome women's ministry director, Teresa Reading. Hello. And we are going to be diving into and looking at 1 John chapter 4. It is a fascinating reading, and for this episode, we actually want to read this in the message translation, because we think that it actually uh, clarifies and explains some things uh, that might otherwise be missed. And so right now, we're going to go ahead and jump in. I want to kick this off with a random question that uh, these two are completely unprepared for, because I literally came up with it while I was recording my intro. All right, while we are recording this, it is the Christmas season. It's actually before Christmas, so I want to ask... What are you most excited for for this Christmas, Christmas 2020? And I will start with Teresa. Well, I like the food. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. At my mom's house, we always have um, hors d'oeuvres and appetizers. That's our Christmas Eve meal. And that is, that's my favorite kind of food anyway. And so I Yay. Like a buffet and, of it. <laughs> and this is the best time of year to have that, too. Yes, like, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Jessica, what are you most excited for? I'm assuming to give me my present. Is <laughs> Not quite. I mean, you might be excited, I guess. Um, I'm most excited about seeing London and Shepherd together this year for Christmas. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. like, you know, I'm always excited for Christmas with kids anyways, but this is the first time that we have two together, mm-hmm. and, and Shepherd really kind of, he doesn't know what's going on at all, but no. he really loves r- ripping paper off of yes. things we've found out. Um, so I'm excited to see. I'm excited. I think London, too, is a little bit more spoiled this year. And so is he because she got more presents than he did. And then I felt bad. So I got him more things. Mm-hmm. And then because he would really notice. I know he wouldn't yeah. notice at all. But That's what I've been trying to say, I know he's not going to notice. But still. And now she's. <laughs> you know, like yeah. he, he has a hundred percent more presents, I think, than she got on her first Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's just benefiting from yeah, all he of is, them. He is. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see them together because mm-hmm. they're still figuring out their brother sister thing. And indeed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's me. I'm, I'm really excited to, to see them. One on Christmas. I know London always gets so excited. She's been trying to talk us into opening presents. Yeah, um, already. She yeah. said last night because he opened part of one of his, like his big gift. He pulled like, I mean, mm-hmm. he almost opened the whole thing. Yeah. And he doesn't know. So we just turned it around and put it back under the tree. <laughs> um, but she said, well, since that one's open, why don't we just go ahead and open our presents now? <laughs> yes. She's been trying hard to get presents. So I'm really excited. I think Christmas morning, she's just going to be pumped and yeah. and Shep's gonna have a great time just tearing up paper yeah yes. um, and and then I think it'd be cute to see him play with his toys and her with hers yeah and so yeah I think that's the fun part is the the, the giving mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then we have our our Christmas traditions we always uh before Christmas we sing happy birthday Jesus and we leave out uh cookies for for Jesus um and so I'm excited to carry those traditions on with Shep as well like London's familiar so she'll be able to start teaching them to him and and showing him kind of what we do so yeah just uh watching those traditions carry on will be awesome yeah we, yeah. we do that at my mom's too we bake a birthday cake and sing yeah. happy birthday jesus yeah, that's, awesome. Oh, that's awesome i love that yeah, yeah. all the adults i mean mm-hmm. you know so yeah. it's, but it's still, really but right, still yeah, it's continued still. that yes. long I love it. It. yeah and, and then you know your kids will carry on with their kids you right. know, hopefully and <laughs> and so the tradition lives on yes. yeah yeah I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's jump in. Um, and as always, it's just a tradition on the show that we have Teresa start everything. So, Teresa, <laughs> do you want to 
do you want to start the reading in sure. in First John and and I guess read to I guess just read read all the way down to verse six and then we'll talk about it. All right, sounds good. Okay. Uh, my dear friends, don't believe everything you hear. Carefully weigh and examine what people tell you. Not everyone who talks about God comes from God. There are a lot of lying preachers loose in the world. Here's how you test for the genuine spirit of God. Everyone who confesses openly his faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came as an actual flesh and blood person, comes from God and belongs to God. And everyone who refuses to confess faith in Jesus has nothing in common with God. This is the spirit of Antichrist that you heard was coming. Well, here it is, sooner than we thought. My dear children, you come from God and belong to God. You have already won a big victory over those false teachers, for the spirit in you is far stronger than anything in the world. These people belong to the Christ-denying world. They talk the world's language, and the world eats it up. But we come from God and belong to God. Anyone who knows God understands us and listens. The person who has nothing to do with God will, of course, not listen to us. This is another test for telling the spirit of truth from the spirit of deception. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and so one of the reasons we chose to read it in the message um, was actually a part of verse one that originally we didn't really like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's because other translations will say um, false prophets. Right. And in the message translation, Eugene Peterson comes right out and he says, there are a lot of lying preachers loose in the world. And we're like, wow, that sounds hard. That seems harsh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that seems harsh. And and but then like the more we thought about it, I think a lot of times when we think of pro- false prophets. We just we just think of uh, those who teach Islam or, or, you know, the Church of Latter-day Saints or or, you know, uh, these other religions that we don't associate with that those are the false prophets. Mm-hmm. Right. But in reality, there's a lot of people that dress like us, look like us and share a gospel that's not the same as ours. Right. Yeah. And and it may sound the same, but it doesn't lead to salvation. Exactly. And and so that's one thing we definitely have to be aware of that when we're talking about false prophets, right? We're not just talking about those of other religions. We're actually talking about those who appear to teach the Christian faith but never lead you to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jesus yeah. is key. Jesus yeah. is key. I mean, uh, John fourteen six, the way, truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's not, not through giving, not through charitable donations. It's not through following a pastor or a, a celebrity. It's yeah. about following Jesus and Jesus alone. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and we are saved by the grace of God, not by our works. Absolutely. But there are religions that believe that you have to work your way into heaven. You have heaven. to work, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And and so when we're talking about false prophets, I think this is a a good way to put it is lying preachers. And there, mm-hmm. there's you know there's, there's some, some. There's there some are there. some because I think that too when we talk about prophets, I mean if if you talk about a prophet to me, I think that that's somebody I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. But preachers, I mean, no can preachers. be anybody you don't know. Right. Well, prophets is not a word we use, really. No, not and, anymore. And so, so when you think of a prophet, like, well, I don't know a single prophet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But we, we know a lot of preachers. When you think of mm-hmm. a lot of preachers, we've probably seen on TV or and we've seen. Yeah. And I also yeah. think that prophet, too, like comes to mind of like somebody who gives prophecies, like mm-hmm. tells the future. Right. That's very true. Or, right. you know, or, you know, or interpret scripture in a certain way which Mm -hmm. i mean that is kind of what a preacher does they interpret scripture for people but we often i think i get stuck on like the telling the future Mm -hmm. kind of thing right you Mm -hmm. You know yeah yeah Yeah. 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 absolutely and we have to be careful 
of what preachers that we listen to because we have access to so many mm-hmm. online. Absolutely. And I, I know I listen to a lot of preachers mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and sometimes you're watching a YouTube video and it flows over into another preacher that's on the same topic. Yeah. And then I'm going, no, that's not exactly oh, right. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, thankfully I have studied the Bible long enough to pick up on some of those things, mm-hmm. but that's not important. always. That's right. important. That's yeah. why it's important for you to study the Bible on your own. Mm-hmm. Right. And know what it says on your own and not just assume that the person that is on the screen is telling you what is right. Right. Yeah. My yeah. mom always told me to, to that when I was taught something to look in my own Bible and make sure it was really yeah. there, not yeah. just to take their word for it. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say as well. I mean, even when you leave church on Sunday... I still think you should open your own Bible, maybe as a family, read through it yourself. Yes. It would uh, be a great review and be. discuss what you learned at church. Right, yeah. abs- absolutely. And and then you're you're also interpreting the Word of God, what what God has for you, mm-hmm. not just, and, and what I think he gives to the preachers you listen to and the, and the speakers you listen to, it may not always, it, it may be their interpretation um, for what God has for them in that moment, but that's not to say God's not going to speak to you as well. Right, um, right. And that's why it's important to just have a daily time with God to mm-hmm. let God speak to you. Yeah. Right. And I mean, there's definitely preachers that sometimes I don't always agree with on everything, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that they're a false preacher either. Right. That just means right. that we don't agree on certain things. Like, you know, some, uh, some people can believe that, you know, like a baby needs to be baptized, mm-hmm. like fully baptized or, you know, or sprinkled or, yeah, or, yeah. Sprinkled or yeah. whatever, like those things. Ultimately, those are disagreeable points, and that's okay. We can mm-hmm. still have the Absolutely. same faith, even though we disagree on those things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's just making sure that the basis of what Christianity is, mm-hmm. is being upheld and and being truthful, then right. you're, you should be on a good path. Yeah. <laughs> and here at Grace, we call those the essentials and the non-essentials. Right. Exactly. And so uh, in the essentials... Uh, I forget how it's worded now. In essentials, we have unity, yes. and in the non-essentials, we have liberty. Yes, yes. that's exactly it. So um, in the essentials, Jesus is, is God. Jesus is the Son of God. God mm-hmm. is a trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Jesus died for our sins. Three days later, was resurrected. Those are the essentials of Christianity, mm-hmm. and if, and that's where we stand. Yeah, yeah. and if, if you don't agree on those yeah. things, then this is not that's the church an, for you. Right, that's <laughs> an Absolutely. essential part that's of Christianity. Yes. Right. Yes, and and when we get into non-essentials, we get into things like that, like sprinkling and tattoos and, and you know, drinking and alcohol, stuff like that. Like that, mm-hmm. yeah. that comes into the non-essentials, and we have liberty on those. Right, right, yeah. right. We're, we're subject to our own opinions, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing about uh, Pastor Dennis is he's always very clear to us on the on the preaching team that when we state our opinions, mm-hmm. we need to make it clear that that's our opinions. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, say, I believe this, or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so that people know that that's our opinion. Right. right. Fair. Yeah. Okay. So moving on uh, past verse 1. Uh, anything jump out to you guys in, in the following verses? Well, I think that next part talks about that um, you must confess that, you know, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Mm-hmm. Yes. If, yeah. if you don't, then then you're not part of the Christian faith. Then you're not following God fully because he's saying, this is my son. Right. And if you don't believe that, which some religions don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're not there. I mean, even like in the Islamic religion, they believe in Jesus. They believe Jesus was a prophet. They don't believe Jesus is the Son of God. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and that is where 
that's where the difference come and that's where unfortunately or fortunately for us that's where salvation lies it lies in the person of jesus and what he did on the cross for us yes Mm. but that also means if you don't believe jesus is the son of god that jesus is in fact deity he is in fact god you don't have salvation because that's the way you were saved through jesus Um, and that's also why we as christians we can't shun people of different religions we can't shy away and think that they're unreachable because i don't care how good they are or what they believe if they don't have jesus they're not inheriting eternal life Right. And so it and is scary. It, yeah, it is. And it's it's absolutely uh, vital that we as Christians love people. And it's going to come up in the next few verses that we love people enough to be awkward and mm-hmm. share our faith with them. Yeah, I think we mm-hmm. were talking the other day. I We were talking about hand sanitizer, actually. But this hand sanitizer. Uh, what? Sanitizer. Sanitizer. That's what Lenny calls but, it. <laughs> uh, um, that's what happens, though, a lot of the time. I think the worst possible thing you can do for somebody is pro is like give them the illusion of thinking that they're safe from something mm-hmm. like it like you can say um like here's this hand sanitizer put it on your hands but it's actually just water and it doesn't right. actually kill anything but the worst mm-hmm. thing that you've done is you've given them that feeling of security and they don't have that yeah. right and i think that that can go over into other things like sometimes we can be submissive and not willing to talk to other people that have a different faith than us but we're kind of doing worse by them because we're not even bringing attention to the fact that they might not be saved right you know we're just allowing them to go on with dirty hands and touch their face and everything when they might not have done that if we would have mentioned it to them so i think i think a lot of times in my own life i've had the um i've had a lot of experiences with people who feel like that they're going to go to heaven because they're good people yeah and for us to let them go on thinking that Mm-hmm. is a disservice it is. and yeah. it's, it's not a loving thing to right. do for right. our friends right yeah because yeah, i mean that's a lot of times and we will think in this world that it's it's loving to accept people and yeah. to to and the word i hear is love people you 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 love people by telling them the truth absolutely you, you would hate someone if you would send them to eternal damnation absolutely mm-hmm. if you love someone or allow share them the to, or see that they're on yeah. that path and allow them to go there right right mm-hmm. that's that's not exactly. loving exactly mm-hmm. because we have to realize there are two teams in this world and you're on one or the other. Mm-hmm. There's no in between. There's yeah. no, mm-hmm. and I there's think the no one bench. thing that 2020 <laughs> has showed us is that there are two teams. There are two teams. And I mean, and I'm not even saying like politically, I'm just saying like, there's mm-hmm. very clearly mm-hmm. people who stand for God and people who don't. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a scary, scary place to be. Yeah. And yeah. I think some people that don't stand for God don't realize that they're not standing for God. Because right. you, you either choose God or you don't. You're either for him or against him. And, that's, and there's no in between. That's like literally what verse 5 says here. It says, these people belong to the Christ-denying world. Mm-hmm. They talk the world's language and the world eats it up. Mm-hmm. But we come from God and belong to God. Anyone who knows God understands us and listens. The person who has nothing to do with God will, of course, not listen to us. This is another test for us. For, this is another test for telling the spirit of truth from the spirit of deception. Yeah. And yes. it's talking a bit about the, the Christ-denying world. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and then those who, who know God. And that is it. That are, there are two teams. You either accept Christ or you deny him. Right. And that determines everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's like there's, there's a very popular person that people may know that I will not speak against. But this person... <laughs> Claims to be a Christian, but also claims that there are more than one way, that there's more than one way to heaven. Mm -hmm. Right. 
and therefore that person's on the wrong team Absolutely. right they're very misled and, <laughs> and they're yeah. misleading well, there's others a spirit, i love how it words that spirit of true spirit of deception mm-hmm. like this there's a spirit of truth and then there's a spirit of deception right and if we remember all the way back to the garden of eden where does deception come from mm-hmm. it comes from the enemy it comes yes. from satan mm-hmm. and anytime we see uh anytime we see satan that's what he's doing is he's deceiving yeah he, he's deceiving people and and absolutely all right, Jessica, do you want to continue reading, um, I guess, 7 through 16? Sure. Okay. It says, God is love. My beloved friends, let us continue to love each other since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God because God is love. So you can't know him if you don't know love. This is how God shows his love for us. God sent his only son into the world so we might live through him. This is the kind of love we are talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. My dear, dear friends, if God loved us like this, we certainly ought to love each other. No one has seen God ever. But if we love one another, God dwells deeply within us, and his love becomes complete in us, perfect love. This is how we know we're living steadily and deeply in him, and he in us. He's given us life from his life, from his very own spirit. Also, we've seen for ourselves and continue to state openly that the Father sent his Son as Savior of the world. Everyone who confesses that Jesus is God's son participates continually in an intimate relationship with God. We know it so well. We've embraced it heart and soul, this love that comes from God. That is a a fantastic passage. And so we make that transition um, into talking about um, the, the, uh, uh, the attributes that someone in God will show. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's that someone in God will show love. Mm-hmm. And we actually got a little bit into that just a moment ago, talking about how you should love people. Um, and again, the kind of love we're not talking about is the kind of love that will allow someone to continue a life of sin or, or to continue thinking that you know they've got the hand sanitizer on when mm-hmm. truly they don't. Right. Mm-hmm. And if we love, we will tell people the truth, and that is that Jesus is God's son and that Jesus laid down his life for them so that they could be saved. And mm-hmm. the only way they can be saved is through a loving relationship with him yeah. and actually following him. And yes. something so. to be noted, too, it doesn't mean that like to go out and tell everybody that they're going to hell right. and stuff like that. That might not be your best approach. I actually heard um, a pastor not too long ago, and he said this quote, and, I, always, and I, I really think it's very applicable. But um, somebody asked him, as a pretty, I would call him a celebrity pastor, mm-hmm. um, asked him why uh, this individual, so the individual asking this pastor said, I will get off in an airplane um, in a little while, and there will be somebody there who is holding a sign and yelling at me and telling me that I'm going to go to hell. And he just asked, why would somebody do that? And this pastor responded by saying, you know, I can't really speak directly about that individual, um, but he said, I do think that sometimes it's easier for us as Christians to yell at someone and tell them that they're going to hell whenever it's it's easier for us to do that, but it's harder for us to actually get to know people and earn the opportunity to speak into their lives. Yes. And I think that that, is, that's, that matters so much. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, really, whenever Jesus gave us this command of going and going out and um, making disciples and and telling people about Jesus, what he meant was do what I did. Get to know people that you may not agree with. Get to know people, walk with people, do life with people that live differently than you and then get the opportunity to talk to them about God. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is like Paul told uh, the people to follow him like he follows Jesus mm-hmm. because he was a follower of Christ. They didn't see Christ. Mm-hmm. They, it's not, you know, they didn't have the, the gospels. They didn't have a Bible to read like that uh, to tell them all about Jesus, but they could see him in Paul. Right. And yep. the people in our world often are not going to read the Bible. Right. And they need to see him in us. Yep. We have to earn our right into their lives to talk right. to them, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For a lot of people, the only Jesus they will see is in the faces of Christians. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why they don't always have the best it is. image it is. of him. Mm-hmm. Sadly, so. so. Most atheists I talk to will tell me something about Christians. Mm-hmm. And and not about that's Jesus. You know, most of them don't have any complaints with the person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. They have complaints with his followers. Yeah. Right. And and that's one thing we have to, we have to be aware of. Are we representing Jesus? Are we approaching people in love? Mm-hmm. Um in, in 1 Peter 3.15, it says, always be prepared to give a defense for what you believe um, and do so in gentleness and respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I feel like like that, the, the, the hellfire and brimstone preacher, preaching to people when they get off the airplane, are you treating those people with the respect they deserve? Right. Are you treating people with love? I mean, yes, you're telling them the truth of the matter. The, the, the message is absolutely correct. If you don't come to Jesus, you, you will be damned to eternity in, in hellfire and brimstone, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. a bad day. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, the message isn't incorrect, but are you giving it in love? Are you giving it with the respect they exactly. deserve? Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And and that's the question that we've all, we, yeah. we all have to ask ourselves. And I think mm-hmm. when the major issue that I see, I think the world is so, like, our culture has heard that so many times. They've heard the hellfire and brimstone mm-hmm. type messages so much that they are not afraid anymore. <laughs> you become, right. you get yeah. to a point where you're not as afraid anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, you kind of do need to be afraid of, of mm-hmm. that and being on the opposite side of God. You know, that's a scary place that's to be. That's a very scary. I don't want to be there. I don't want to <laughs> no, be there either. either. Um, so, I mean, it, trying to communicate that to somebody mm-hmm. in a loving way, though. And, right. and I really think by just being kind and getting to know people and really being able to talk to them and understand where they're coming from and why they believe what they believe sometimes or don't believe what they believe um that's Mm -hmm. important yeah and always encourage people if you want to see how to talk to people lovingly about jesus read how jesus talked to people Mm -hmm. yeah now now jesus i always find it incredible that jesus spoke absolutely in love with this kind of gentleness and respect but he also he also spoke um with authority Mm-hmm. Um, that he would say, you know, go and sin no more. Like it, mm-hmm. he wouldn't say, you do this again, you're going to burn in hell for eternity. No, he he would look at someone with love and I feel like compassion, and and say, go and sin no more. You know, he'd call mm-hmm. them daughter, he'd call them friend, and he would say, you know, you know, go or come and follow me. And mm-hmm. and if we just read the words in red and tried to represent that in our daily lives, yes. I, we we would make an incredible impact on this yep. world. Yes, and and so yeah, anyone looking where to start. Open up your Bible, find the words of Jesus, read them, and implement them into your life. Right. Yeah. All right, I'm going to finish reading these last few verses, okay. and then we will conclude this uh, pretty long podcast. We've had a lot to say in this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a little while since we recorded, so we had some, wor- we had, we had some stuff to say. <laughs> yeah. All right, verse 17. God is love. 
When we take up a permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God and God lives in us. This way, love has the run of the house, becomes at home and mature in us so that we're free of worry on Judgment Day. Our standing in the world is identical with Christ. There is no room in love for fear. Well-formed love banishes fear since fear is crippling. A fearful life, fear of death, fear of judgment is, not, is one not yet formed in love. We, though, are going to love, love and be loved. First we were loved, now we love. He loved us first. If anyone boasts, I love God, and goes right on hating his brother or sister, thinking nothing of it, he is a liar. If he won't love the person he can see, how can he love the God he can't see? The command we have from Christ is blunt. Loving God includes loving people. You've got to love both. Mm -hmm. That was a powerful last mm -hmm. statement. That was. <laughs> that was a powerful Absolutely. last statement. I think someone needs to write that down somewhere that you see it every day. Yes, I'm hanging on my refrigerator. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to put it in my truck, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh loving God includes loving people. Yes. You've got to love both. Mhm. Mm absolutely. That's uh, and that's absolutely true. And I think that's again, we just kind of talked about this a second ago when we're talking about approaching atheists. Most atheists their their reasoning is to do with Christians, not necessarily our beliefs, or at least it resonates and begins with Christians. Right. Um, and if, if Christians truly love God, we would also love our neighbors. We'd love our brothers mm -hmm. and sisters. We'd love those we encounter. Um, and I think that's one thing I'm getting from First John 4 here is John's really trying to communicate You've got to love people. All people. All even people. the difficult ones. Yes. Even the difficult ones. Especially yeah. the difficult ones. Because there's a scripture that says, what good is it to just love the people yeah. who love you back? Yes. Even absolutely. a sinner can do that. Yeah. 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 Even a sinner does that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So what about you guys? What did you, what jumped out to you in that, that, these final few verses or, or the passage as a whole, if you want to just talk about the passage as a whole. Wow. Just everything. Just though. everything. What was yeah. the, what's the overarching message after you read that? What's, what, what's your take home? Love people. Yeah, man. That, <laughs> mine is that last that last statement. Loving God includes loving people. Yeah, that was yeah. a really good summary of the, or a like really a really good, good like little recap of everything yes. that they, yes. we had just yes. talked about. Because he's he's invisible to them, but we're not. No, I also love um, early on. I think from verse seventeen or eighteen, it, it starts talking about fear, um, mm -hmm. fear, and that that how. Um, when we have love, we don't have to live in fear. We don't have to worry about death. We don't have to worry about life. We don't have to worry about judgment um, because um, we live a life of love. Um, and I think that really just, to me, and maybe this is, again, how this is maybe opinion like we talked about mm -hmm. earlier, mm -hmm. I think it's saying that when we're, focused, um, when we're focused on love, loving God, loving people, there's no room in our lives for fear mm -hmm. because we're, we're living out of our commandments from God. I think, too, when you go, like when every ounce of you wants to be mean <laughs> and wants mm -hmm. to be hateful, but you're not, you 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 force yourself almost yeah. in that moment to love someone and to be good to them. You walk away with more confidence in your faith mm -hmm. and you walk away. You, you you're built up to be better. Yeah. It's just something that we have to do yeah. as, like exercise. Almost yeah, exercise. we got to make ourselves do it and then it'll become more natural. It's almost like living a life following Jesus is actually a discipline, something we yes. have to try to do Absolutely. that doesn't accidentally happen when we come to church. <laughs> wow. Wow. Do you who would have thought that one? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but that, I mean, that's, I don't know. I mean, I think it's something even even that I've lost 
sight of in time is that you go to church every week, right? You, uh, you listen to, uh, you know, you listen to an incredible pastor, you, you worship some music, and then you go right back into life mm-hmm. thinking that following Jesus and living a life according to Jesus is just going to accidentally, mysteriously happen. No. Yeah. Takes but in effort. reality, it's intentional. <laughs> yes. It's intentional. It's a discipline to follow every Jesus. Every relationship every is intentional. It is. Yes. It is. <laughs> yeah. Every encounter, like yeah. even going off that, every encounter, because yeah. people are going to make you mad. People are mm-hmm. silly, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, for lack of a better word. <laughs> silly. And, and, and people are going to aggravate you. And to approach them the way Jesus would will not happen accidentally. No. Right? It will be an intentional decision to love them as you love God. Yes. And sometimes it's an intentional decision to not open your mouth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> also true. Sometimes I'm like, I'm, I'm scrolling through social media. I'm like, should not comment on that. And I just keep scrolling. That's yes. me being Jesus that's, right now. Yeah, that's discipline like, right there. Right. Yes. Um, but, but absolutely. Um, do you guys have any concluding thoughts? I don't think so. Love okay. people. <laughs> Love yeah. people. And Jesus keeps scrolling. Okay. Yes. Well, let's go with that. <laughs> Um, so guys, that concludes week. Is this our fourth week in this series? Yes. 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 That concludes, uh, week four. We hope that you took something away. Mm -hmm. We will post this, um, and on our page in our group, correct? Mm -hmm. And if you guys have any other thoughts on this, we'd love for you to throw a comment in there whenever you see it come up. Um, and we appreciate you guys so much and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.